Hey guys, this week's episode is brought to you by Palo Verde Homes. Palo Verde Homes is a premier custom and speculative home builder in El Paso, Texas and Southern New Mexico. Their commitment to you is to offer the best in design, materials, customer service, worksmanship, and quality at competitive market prices. Palo Verde Homes is poised to add luxury and distinctive touches to every new home that they build and raise the standard of excellence that other new home builders will be sure to follow. They are very proud of the new homes that they build, and that shows in their quality, worksmanship, and finish. Contact them at 915-584-9090 on their website, paloverdehome.com, or at any of their model home locations throughout El Paso. Palo Verde Homes, what coming home should feel like. All right, guys, here we go. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, I don't know what time of day you guys are listening to this, but thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to hang out with us. My name is Ozzy Chavez. I'm your uh, NAREP El Paso 2019 president. And uh, welcome to NAREP El Paso brings you conversations. Um, let me give you guys a little bit of feedback. Uh, a couple of months ago, we started talking about how um, we could go about Connecting people, right? NAREP El Paso is, is really what it's about. Educating our loan officers, educating our agents, educating our buyers, and then ultimately making those connections, you know, getting people to talk to each other and, you know, ultimately do business. So what better way than to talk to some of these people and uh, put it out there for you guys, right? So uh, we came up with this a couple of months ago. We've been working on it, working on it, working on it, and now we're here. Um, our maiden voyage, take it easy on us, please. Uh, don't be too harsh on us. Uh, we're putting this together. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that over the next couple of weeks, uh, we get a little better at this. Uh, you know, at the end of it, uh, stick around to the end. We're going to give you guys an email and a way of, of sharing some of that feedback over to us so we can, we can improve uh, what we got going on here. But um, this week we have uh, Patrick Guerra. Patrick Guerra is a, a longtime friend of mine, probably a longer friend of yours. Uh, I'm sure Patrick knows a, uh, a lot of people uh, in town. We sat down with Patrick Guerra. Uh, he's a loan officer over at New American Funding. And we wanted to, uh, you know, talk to him, figure out how he got here, uh, what he's gone through, um, you know, where he's headed, what he wants to do, um, and give us a little insight into his day-to-day you know, what does he go through with agents? What does he go through with loans? Uh, what does he do with buyers? Um, I, I, I think the, I, I think what we came up with is is something that's going to really attract you guys because not only are we talking business, but we're also talking personal, right? You're going to find out a little bit about his Star Wars obsession, which it truly, truly is an obsession. Um, you're going to hear a little bit about how, uh, you know, he decorated his office. And if you guys haven't been to Patrick's office, do him a favor, swing by, knock on his door, go check it out. He's, he's got a pretty cool office. I'll give him that much. Um, you're going to hear about uh, his personal life, you know, um, his fiance, uh, his upcoming wedding, you know, we, a lot of different things going on in Patrick's life. And we hope that, uh, you know, we, 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 we give you enough for you to learn a little bit about him, maybe enough about him uh, to get you to want to meet him. Um, and then, of course, uh, some information, you know, loan information, um, how he works with buyers, what he's got going on out there. And um, we had fun. Uh, we met in his office a couple of weeks ago. 
um, put it together. Sit back, relax, enjoy, listen to the conversation, um, and uh, and uh, stick around to the end. Um, we're going to give you guys some information on how to give us some feedback. Um, so here's Patrick. Am I okay talking in this voice? You are? Okay. Yeah. Remember, remember a- how long ago was it that we were talking about doing this? <laughs> idea after idea. It the was... The car, the, the recorders, the cameras. When we... Oh, Best of the City. Best of the City is when we did it. Is, uh, we were talking about it down uh, at Labor Later. We're at Best of the City. We tried talking about it more at Labor Later. Uh, we've just been... Which is, we still got to do the the mounting of the thing. That was a pretty good idea. Yeah, I think so. The, Especially if you're taking uh, somebody to their listing appointment. I mean, that's, that'd be uh, great. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not like uh, anything that that's out of the box that El Paso will enjoy. And the scary part of doing a YouTube video or bot, a podcast is just who's going to listen, who's going to stay how can you keep your audience entertained? Because I know when I'm watching a YouTube video, I'm like, uh, okay, I'm over it. So how are you going to keep people entertained today? Hey, comedy. <laughs> you got to make people laugh. If you can't make people laugh, you're, just, you're done. A ver, make me laugh. Give me a joke. What's the best joke you know right now? I know zero jokes. I usually... Come on. I'm not a comedian. Are you telling me a loan officer doesn't know any jokes? Uh, no. <laughs> I had a smooth, I thought you guys were hilarious. I had a smooth file. Like, that's a joke <laughs> in itself. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know any jokes. Like, if you're going to ask me a joke, like, if I'm with a kid, yeah, I'll tell him, like, a dad joke if I could think of something dumb. But other than that, no. And you're basically with a kid. This is true. But this is just two kids. Because <laughs> I don't know how much more older I am than you. <laughs> we're the same age. When's your birthday? Yours is in September and I'm October. No, I'm in August. Oh, then I'm off by two months. So, so you're, so I'm older. You're older by two months. I wonder, uh, I wonder if we ask people who looked older. You would win all day. What? Dude, I have a baby face. I use baby lotion. Just because you dye your hair? Just because you don't let your canas grow? Nah, 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 nah. I got lots of canas. You just can't see them. Hmm. Plus, I use baby lotion. I don't know. And I've never been married and don't have kids, so that's why. You're right. I, it I, takes a toll. <laughs> it does. It, 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 you know, that's where the wrinkles and the grays and all that comes from. Yep. That's what I tell everybody. Well, you know it's recording, right? Oh, it is? Yeah, everything's live. Everything's going. Everything's whatever you're saying. We got a good post. PG rated, right? Um, Get it? Sure. Uh, PG. Oh, is it? Oh. Uh, uh. I'm surprised you don't wear your bow tie. No, 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 no. No. That was photoshopped. So, Abit, tell me a little bit. How did you get into... How did you start in this anyways? Were you... Was that your goal, your dream? No. All along to be a loan officer? Not at all. When I grow up, I want to work... No, I actually... For company? I never even thought about doing anything with finance. I hated math. Um, but I was working at Costco... Um, I was one of the senior most managers there. I was there for 10 years almost. And I don't know if you remember. Do you remember Adrian Quintela? I do. Okay, so Adrian Quintela. How is he? He's good. He's good. He's uh, doing medical sales right now and playing golf. A lot of golf. Um, That's the life. Hey, he's he's trying to get back pro. 
I don't know if you know his story, but he was like one stroke away from making it to the next part of a school to go to the PGA tour. Really? Yeah. That's how good he is. Like Damn. I'll pull out my driver and he'll pull out his pitching wedge. He wins. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Is he still here in town? Yeah. He's still here in town. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But, uh, so him and I met at a gym and just became really good friends. Uh, and then he just started like putting it in my ear little by little. And I was like, you know what? He was already doing it. Yeah, he was a loan officer there at uh, at Rocky Mountain. Okay. And just kept talking to me, talking to me. I was in charge of marketing. Costco wasn't making any money for what, 10 years. They were, what were you doing at Costco? So I was up front. I was in charge of all the registers. I was in charge of the marketing department, membership. Um, and then I just went straight into marketing. And we're losing money. Losing money. They, they were losing like a million dollars. And they give you a five-year plan there at Costco, and we're at 10 years. You know? Okay. And so... Wait a minute. They give you a five-year plan, but to, you were To at... be profitable. And uh-huh. they gave us 10. Uh, the owner, Jim Senegal, had a little place, a little piece of El Paso in his heart. He's from here. So not from here, but he worked here at some point in his life. Okay. And so he loves... So El instead Paso. of giving you a five-year deal, he gave you a 10-year plan. Yeah. Okay. And so now they're profitable, which is good. Um, but at any rate, so Adrian started recruiting me, and I was like... Sure. Like he's like, do you want to make a lot of money? And I was like, well, everybody wants to, you know. Everybody. And it turns out that that was a lie. Yeah, <laughs> but he would say you can make as much money as you want. Okay. He goes, you're going to be helping people uh, with their homes. It's a, it's a lot of uh, teaching. There's not as much math as you think, um, and it's high stress. And when I mean high stress, it's like you want to jump in front of the bus. Like you throw yourself in front of the bus. You don't wait for somebody to throw you under the bus. You just want to just jump in front of the bus because you it's so stressful. Mm-hmm. So I said, sure, why not? So uh, he said, just have have uh, lunch. Lunch with the president of my company and I. I said, all right. So went to go have lunch with Dean Innes and uh, told me he wasn't looking for he wasn't looking to hire anybody. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I was like, well, I'm not looking to, for a job. So I guess it makes it even. <laughs> so I, we're at an impasse. Yeah. So <laughs> I probably wouldn't so, have said so that. So going to blink first. <laughs> um, by the end of our lunch, he tells me, hey, you know what? The position's yours if you want it. And I thought to myself, you know what? I think I might want to take this position. Okay. So Adrian Cantel is the one who recruited me and brought me into the business. You know, he... And how long ago was that? So that was in March of 2013. I actually started at, at Rocky Mountain. Um, I didn't get licensed until August, and I didn't close my first deal until December. So I don't really count 2013 mm-hmm. just because it was, you know, I went in there. I'd never owned a, owned a home. When they were talking about conventional, VA, FHA, I thought everybody was talking German. I'd never heard those, those terms in my life. Right. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And so I went in there raw, like green as can be. This is in, in March. In March. Okay. So what I did is I actually did a, a training there, and I trained in every single department. Okay. So for a few months, that's what I did. I was an underwriter for a month, uh, working with every single underwriter, seeing how they do it all differently. I worked in the collections department. I worked in servicing. I worked in pricing, uh, mm-hmm. which gave me a, a, like a really good feel of like, hey, you know what? Uh, I know that if I ask so and so from pricing for a rush, 
they're backed up. I know how it works. You know, so I, I, I get an idea of how they feel. And it also gave me a better understanding of the job, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, who was there with you when you first started that might still be or that is still around? Okay, so when I started, I actually started a month after Adam Hagen. A month after? Yep. Okay. So, Adam Hagen and I would go out marketing together. Okay. And imagine going out and marketing with the owner's son. So, everywhere you go, people are like, Hagen? Like, as in Bill Hagen? So, I was kind of like an afterthought. You know? uh-huh. Two guys walk in, and one of them happens to be the owner's son. Who do you think is going to get the attention? Right. So, I, I really had to work work hard and 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 adam did too like not not to take anything from adam adam was out there every wednesday and thursday we went out to every single open house that we could right and uh adam adam did and he he met his connections made his connections so um do you think that was good bad do you think it helped you you think it no it did help me um because people would always be like yeah that tall guy that walked in with the owner's son that's how they remembered (laughs) me (laughs) and so it was actually uh it was pretty funny because I actually got multiple calls about that. Hey, you were that tall guy. You guys are the marketing guys, right, for Rocky? And we're like, no, we're loan officers. We're not the marketing guys. And uh, But, yeah, no, I had, uh, Adam Hagen, um, Justin Hahn was still originating. Okay. Um, Ruth Guevara was there. Um, Adrian's no longer there. You know, he was probably the biggest impact between him and Dean on, on my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Hahn had a huge, huge impact on launching help launching sort of now, what's the difference you say originating what what's the difference between loan officer originator process like okay is it all the exact same thing in just different terms or yeah pretty much loan officer loan officer is a loan originator originating a loan is when you get a you know contract and you originate you're you're going to make that loan you're going to turn it into a closed deal that's you know mortgage backed security okay um so you, they have different names, you know. So some people on their title they put, you know, loan originator, loan officer. It's the same thing. And then the processor. Well, the processor is the one who actually processes the loan. They're the ones that collect all the information, get it all together as a package, and present it to the underwriter. So it goes from you to a processor mm-hmm. to an underwriter. Correct. And the underwriter is the one that's going to give me the yes. Pretty much, they're the ones that have to basically open up the books and they're comparing apples to apples. Right. And they say, okay, do we have a loan that fits the requirements of FHA, VA, USDA, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, so-and-so? Okay. Do you remember your first loan? Do you remember the first one that you closed? I remember the guy's face. I do not remember his name, but I know that he bought a resale. It was a resale? It was a resale. I wasn't allowed to go after new construction, so that's why it took me so long. They wanted us to be, quote-unquote, resale specialists. Okay. Because... Um, that Rocky stigma was, oh, new construction, go Rocky. And uh, so we weren't allowed to really go after that. So when when did you go new construction? Uh, January the following year. Okay. Um, we had to write our goals out, and I just ran a, a whole different plan of a business plan for myself. And I presented it to Dean and, uh, and my manager, Sandra, at the time. And I said, hey, you know what? I need to go under new construction because, one, I'm going to be able to get, you know, more of a variety of loans Mm -hmm. and I can get some loans under my belt. And that's when they said, okay, yeah, go ahead and start, you know, marketing towards that new construction. I said, all right, cool. So this is in January. This was in January. Um, Do you know, do you remember your production? 
No, not that first year. I know it, was, it wasn't a whole lot. It was maybe, you know, 50, maybe 60 units. Okay. Um, I, you know, I set a goal for myself of closing about seven a month. Okay. Um, and there are some months that, that I didn't hit, and there were some months that I blew it out of the water. Mm-hmm. So uh, it wasn't until that second year, and Dean told me it's going to take about two years for your career to really take off. Right. What, um, who, who did you partner up to begin with? Who were your first realtor partners? Realtor partners. So my first real realtor partner was a young lady by the name of Maria Rojas. Okay. Um, I remember talking to Justin, Justin Hahn. Uh-huh. He played a big part in, in launching my career. And he told me, market all of my agents. That's what he told me. Okay. What loan officer tells another loan officer to market their agents? But Justin said, ask them to send you all the Spanish-speaking ones. Okay. And I said, okay, cool. Like, well, let's capture you know more business. And uh, then he introduced me to Preston Brown. Okay. And Preston sat down with me, and he said, you know what? He called six agents, and he said, you're going to use Patrick. And okay. I said, okay. One of them was Maria Rojas. Uh-huh. And so she gave me an opportunity, and ever since then, her and I... We worked together for a couple of years. You know, she was the lead listing agent for Point Homes, and so at, uh, at one point, and so I was doing a lot of Point Homes. Okay. And uh, but her, she was one of the main ones. Okay. That's when you first started. That's when I first started. You a question? Let me ask you a question. Let's let's reverse your roles here. You're gonna ask me questions. I'm gonna ask you questions. Okay. What is it like for working working for? For Lane and, and Palo Verde, and you've been doing it for so long. You know, you see so much turnover in 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 our business. Mm-hmm. You see people switching nonstop. Right. How has working with Lane, you know, made it that much comfortable? That you say, you know what? No, this is where I want to be. This is where I belong. Um. To me, to me, one of the biggest things to me is loyalty. Right. But not necessarily blind loyalty. You gotta find somebody that has, you know, that same uh, that same goal uh, in mind. That same yeah, yeah. work ethic. The same, and that's Lane. I mean, Lane. Lane's a workhorse. Lane's been a trainer. The reason I the one of the one of the primary reasons I stayed with him is because when I first started looking, he's the one that gave me that initial shot. Um, and I when I got a. When we started NARREP this year, at the beginning, I told them, right, I started looking around. There was a couple of different companies that I called. Um, some of them were frozen. They weren't hiring. Um, some of them would call me back, you know, whatever. Uh, I called Lane. I called, I called a buddy of mine. He actually, he still works at Carefree right now. And he said, there's a guy looking for a, he just started his, his mortgage or I don't, I don't remember what he said. He just started. He's looking for people. Call him up. So I called Lane. And I remember Lane said, yeah, yeah, hold on, I'm driving, let me pull over. To me, that was like, all right, he's going to take the time to talk to me and figure out. We talked on the phone for, I don't know, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. And then um, one, of the things that, one of the things that I try not to do is procrastinate too much, right? So if I, if I want to do something, I want to do it, and I want to do it now, and it's trial and error. I'm yeah. not a, you know, I don't want to sit here and think about it and only and, one way to find out. Yeah, like you got to do it, right? The school of hard knocks. So he was like, yeah, we talked, like, I think we talked like on a, I don't know, like a Wednesday or Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. I was in there on a Friday talking to him. I took a, a test, an online test that he wanted me to take. Yeah. I got the- Is res- it that milk test? Uh, I think it was the, uh, um, 
I think it was a Tony Robbins test. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so like a personality test. Yeah, so that, I, that's so. So it's similar to like like a milk test that that they do when they hire you at some of these bigger companies, like yeah, ethics and and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like that. So I took. I remember I went in and I spoke to him. I think I talked to him like on a Tuesday. I went in and talked to him on a Thursday. He sent me the link. I took the test that same day. I sent it back to him. Called him back on Friday. He had the thing. He called me in on Monday. Went through it. He told me what you know how the test read, how he liked it. You know everything kind of meshed, and then boom, that's it. You're in. Let's You're go. In. That's it. Yeah. And I started. I think it was one or two weeks after Gabriel. Yep. Uh, Ocon, which he's still there. Yep. Real good buddy of mine. You guys got a lot of long term. Yeah. yeah. Danny Perez. Danny's been there for a long time. Um, Ashley. Ashley. Uh, which yep. is not Contreras. No. Nope. She's been there. Yeah. And uh, you guys, it's it, so, I remember when I first started and I went to that Bolivar de meeting, mm-hmm. and I went to a couple of them, and all those faces are pretty much still there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's because, again, we're kind of looking for, I think we all have the same thing in mind. Mm-hmm. We all have that long-term end goal yeah. uh, set through lane. So it all just kind of, everybody just kind of stays there, you know? And I mean, we, we produce, you know? Lane's a cool dude. I, I really like Lane. Uh, I remember when I first started, he, uh, I heard a couple horror stories about Lane and I was like, who's this Lane guy? Like, who's this, who's this guy? Like, you know, and, and when I met him, I was like, man, this is, maybe they just had one bad experience. You know how you can't please everybody, you know? And, and, True. and so uh, I was like, man, this dude's super cool. Like he's just, a, a real cool guy. So I know when Lane's calling me, you know, he's, he's, I've, I wish every file was perfect, but we've had some files that, that have uh, fallen through the cracks and, and Lane's not one of those guys that, you know, he understands. Right. He's like, Hey, yeah. Like, right. Well, let's get this next one. And okay, well, there's a delay. How, how quickly can you push it? You know? And, and I've always appreciated that about him. Mm-hmm. I've always, always appreciated that about him, you know, and, and his work ethic. And he's he's built that team. I mean, I remember when you guys were like, what, six? And now you're, it seems <laughs> yeah. like a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're up there. We're up there. And you guys are selling a great product. I mean, Paulo Verde. Oh, I mean, it. the product that Edgar puts out there, just, it just makes it easy. Yeah. It makes it easy. I mean. I remember when I used to go sit out there. I, I could probably sell a Palo Verde just because I sat out there so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the salesman in you. Hey, no, 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 I'm not a salesman. I just, all I do is speak facts over here when uh, people ask okay. me about loans. What, you talked about loans that fall through the cracks. What's the worst loan you've ever had? Uh, you know, and every loan officer has done it. You know, as my time as now a manager uh, helping out, biting off more or trying to help somebody that we shouldn't have, you know, trying to, to get real aggressive on, on the loan. And I remember it clearly and it was in Edward's home. You know, I, I did, I was doing a loan and, you know, was it a hundred percent all my fault? No. Like I didn't know he had another property that wasn't being reported. Um, but still like I, I was just trying to help someone out that, you know, I should have said, hey, you know what, let's hold off a little bit. And something told me about it, but it, it turned into a very, um, not an ugly fiasco, but it was, it was just sad, you know, because right. there was some, some heated conversations. And, mm-hmm. and my manager, um, Adrian at the time, you know, and he's the one that, that helped out a lot. And he said, you know what, 
And that's where I got that term, you know, just helping helping out when I shouldn't have. Right. You know, and, and so... Um, so the, the worst part about the loan was that he had another property? Or what? No, just, I mean, it, the worst part of the loan is that we got through all the way up until final underwriting, and then it just bombed, mm. you know, and, and that guy had put in a lot of time, a lot of effort, he built... And uh, no, we didn't know. We probably should have found out earlier mm-hmm. uh, about that second property, but we didn't. And it was, you know, it, it, it really was, it left a bad taste for the agent with me. Right. You know, and it was somebody that I had worked hard to, to try to work with. And uh, and I said to myself, man, I'll, I'll never do that again. So now it's just all about like triple checking, triple checking, triple checking. And, and as much as I try to ensure that the loan's going to go through. Right. I mean, things happen. What What do you think is the biggest misconception about you guys? That we never answer our phone. That's a lie. <laughs> that is a I lie. I mean, I could go through my list of phone calls. Let's, let's be real here. Here's what I tell everybody. If you leave a voicemail or you send me a text, I will get back to you. You know? Unless it's Ozzy, because... I'm not going to call him. I'll just send him a DM. Yeah, I'll just yeah, I'll DM you. <laughs> no, but I mean that, that that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions is is it you know right now just looking at my emails they're just piling up you know 17 emails by the time we're done with this it's probably going to turn into like 34. Mm-hmm. I have two missed calls and I have six text messages right now mm-hmm. and we try to get through everything but then a fire comes up and all of a sudden. Your my, your main focus turns into that fire, and some loan officers know how to balance everything. They know how to just okay, I'm not going to answer that text, or I'm not going to take that notification off because I need to get back to them, you know. And so it it, it can get tough when you're working thirty, forty files, you mm-hmm. know, or then you're trying to call leads and you're trying to get out there. But as far as loan officers, I mean, it, I heard it when I was at one company. I heard it at a new company here in New American. Loan officers don't answer the phone. Did you leave a voicemail? No. Okay. They don't have your number saved. You know? You don't have everybody's number saved? No. Not everybody. <laughs> Just the important one. Am I saved in your phone? No. Ah, okay. Of course you are. You've been in my, like you transported from my old <laughs> contacts. <laughs> um, it says do not answer. <laughs> pet peeves. What's your biggest pet peeve from realtors? Um... Perfect example. This morning, I get a text. CD date. Expected closing date. I need all these now. Okay. Not even a, hey, good morning. Like, this file's going smooth. Everything's going as planned. Like, how hard is it to just be polite? Right. Just be polite. Like, respect the people that you're working with. Like, hey, good morning. How's it going? Yada, yada, yada. Like, if we're friends, like, yo, that'll work. Or, hey. But, like, this is somebody that I don't typically work with, and it's not even a good morning. It's just, like, here, this is what I need. Right. Um, I already know that I'll get uh, an email from her um, transaction coordinator okay. here pretty soon, and then from the main person themselves. So I'm sending these three updates, and there's no communication between the three. Mm. And they're about to go into their meeting. So I'm like, who, who do I answer to? Right. But, yeah, biggest pet peeve for me is... A simple hello. Simple okay. hello goes a long way, you know. What do you What do you wish you knew back when you first started that you do that you know now? Oh man, 
Hey, why are you hitting me with these hard questions? Bro? I mean, you're making you know, me think. This, this is this is my audio addition to uh, 60 Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do I wish I know now? Um, better time management. How to manage my time better, and it's something that will always be worked on. Okay, um, but just better time management. Like, not everybody. Uh, you have to make sure you get back to everybody in a timely manner. You know, mm-hmm. because in this business, it's all about getting that who's going to give me the answer the quickest right you know um so try our hardest to just get out there and uh and and return all those calls emails text messages yada 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 but just manage your time better okay you know half the time i'm over here dming you on instagram sending you memes <laughs> not me <laughs> not me so I'm going to ask you some lighter questions since you don't want very serious questions what is your go-to food at your favorite restaurant? My go-to food at my favorite restaurant. What's are, your favorite restaurant? Um, I mean, that's a hard question all in itself because are we talking about pizza? Are we talking about burgers? Are we talking about tacos? Um, I'm, I, I just, love, I, it's just your favorite restaurant. Man, that's... that's you that's don't a, have a favorite restaurant? Yeah, I mean, but... Jeez, oh, now you're really hitting me with some heat. I'd rather answer loan officer questions. <laughs> um... <laughs> Little Shack. If I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Little Shack. Okay. Um, just because it's so good there. Really, the West Side one. I don't the matter. Mesa one. Yeah, it don't matter. Is that, go- is, are there more than that one? Yeah. Where, where's the other one? The one that's uh, so there's two on Mesa. The one by the but the one by Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then the original one that's up all over by our executive office. Okay. Okay. And then uh, it's actually right before you hit uh, Mesa Hills. In one of the shopping centers. Okay. And then there's the one over here on George Dieter. Ah, that's right. The one on George Dieter is the one that I typically go to. The one on George Dieter. And uh, what's your go-to? The shrimp and steak. What are they called? The Fiesta Tacos? The Fiesta Tacos. Well, dude, those are fire. No jalapenos, though. Put, the, put that on the side. What's your, what's Okay, so outside of Little Shack, what's your favorite taco stand? Taco stand? Yes. Es más. Let's give a little. What's what's your what's your favorite un like little hole in the wall unknown taco stand? Not the big ones, not the ones that everybody goes to. You got well, a little, little, little you shack get, is kind of like hole in the wall. Like, well, I mean, yeah, but the one the original one is kinda. What's the name of that one that I went to this weekend? It was actually really good. Let's uh, give somebody a restaurant that you don't think they've been to. Um, that's good that you would recommend. I would go with La Felix. La Felix? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of it. Exactly. Where is it? Downtown. Where? Next to, uh, across from Aloft, next to House of Pizza. Okay. It's, it's owned by the same people that own Basico. Okay. It's really good, really cool vibe. What's so good about it? Um, well, A, the environment itself was good, uh, but the food was good, man. I had the, the tuna tostada. Oh, my God. Tuna tostada. That Dude, sounds was, really good. It was fire. And then uh, my fiance had the uh, shrimp tostada. It okay. looked so fresh. Like it was just fresh and light. And then I had the, uh, I had some pastor tacos. Okay. Okay. Que rico. What is it called again? La Felix? La Felix. You got to go there, Felix. man. I do. You got to go there. I'm going to go there. Uh, they're smaller size um, but the tortillas. They're those small ones, but they double stack them. And they give you a total of six, but you can make three tacos out of them. And they put a lot of protein on there. 
Uh-huh. So you, it's not one of those where it's not like where you go to Ojos Locos and you got to get like two orders because those things are so little. Right. Uh, you could just get full off of that. So what I did is we ordered the, the tostada as an appetizer with some New York guacamole. That's what they call it. New York guacamole. What makes it New York? Uh, I'm not too sure. It just was regular guacamole. I guess that little cheese thing that they put on there. Poblano cheese. Okay. Uh, it was like on a, in the shape of a tostada. Like right. It was on a tostada. And uh, I mean, it was pretty good. La Felix. La Felix. La Felix. All La right. Felix. I'll check it out. That's pretty it good. Out. I liked it. I, I really did like it. And I know that people haven't had it. What's your, um, what's your go-to Sunday fun day bar? Ooh, Sunday fun day. If I'm going to Sunday fun day, I'm going to go Palomino. I like it there. Mm-hmm. You could eat good food there. Mm-hmm. They have good tacos. Do you call Flacco every time you go? No. Just to make sure he doesn't get jealous? Flacco's too cool, man. <laughs> Flacco's way too cool. I don't think my shoe game's good enough to hang out with that guy. <sighs> He's saucy. He is. Uh, Palomino? All right. What else? Um, Sister Esther. Yeah. Okay. I like going there. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, and then, obviously, later, later, if you go to the game, just head down the street over to later, later, you know? Okay. Stop by, say hi to my friend Abraham. Uh, let's see. What's your favorite word? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of question is that? What's your favorite what's your word? What's your favorite word? The. The is my favorite word. It's, my, it's my most frequently used word. <laughs> you know, when you talk to me, uh, chances are I'm going to be like, yo, at yeah. one point. Like, You're right. Yo. You're right. Like I, I always say, I talk to my mom like that, yo. Um, let's see. What? That's uh, Janet saying hi to everybody. Oh, okay. If you could have a superpower, what would your superpower be? Um, my superpower, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie with Mel Gibson, um, What Women Want. Yes. That's dangerous. It is dangerous. Mm. But do you not understand... How much life would, like, it would get so much easier, you know? And and so when I'm sitting there and I'm talking to my fiance and I'm like, hey, what do you want to eat? It's not going to be like, well, whatever you want. No, like, I'd be able to hear in her head, like, what she really wants. I want Little Shack. Yeah, like, like, hey, I want, she's Taco Bell. Oh, what? She loves Taco Bell. Right, there it, is nobody in this world that loves Taco Bell. She loves Taco Bell. If you go to her Instagram account, it says um, that she wants like something like one day she wants to be a, a sponsored Taco Bell athlete. Really? Yeah. And why does she love Taco Bell? Why wouldn't she love Taco Bell? Because it's Taco Bell. Have you ever had the cheesy gordita crunch? I have. Dude. I've had just... My son is a huge Taco Bell fan. So what huge. you do is you get the cheesy gordita crunch, mm-hmm. but you tell them to take out the regular taco shell and you put a Doritos Locos taco shell in there. Mm-hmm. What, is that like a hidden menu thing? Or? No, that's a game changer. That's just that's, that's what just, it is. That's just it's, you guys it's, thinking it's, outside the box. It's game changer. Isn't that their slogan? <laughs> Think outside the box. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, but I mean, obviously, she's gonna get the most healthy option she can get. You know? Right. But still, she loves Taco Bell. I, I like the. You know what I do like out of there is the. The, Don't uh, say the power pizza. bowls? Oh. No, the power... Uh, I think that's what it's called. It's a power bowl, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With the lettuce and the yeah, yeah. whatever. Are you just going to eat lettuce or what? I mean... Who... It's got like beans and chicken and... Black beans. Black beans, chicken... Healthier option. Yeah. You know? I mean, uh, that's about as healthy as you can get there, no? Um... 
It's healthier than a Doritos Tacos Loco shell. Yeah, but what tastes better? Uh, Whataburger. Oh, for sure. <laughs> now, 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 one of my dreams, uh, and, and we've talked about it with Adrian Quintella, mm-hmm. uh, with all our friends, what I wish we could do was go to Peter Piper and ask him to get a number two water-sized, no tomato, no onion, bacon and cheese, and crumble it all on top of the pizza and then have a burger pizza. A number two? Yeah, that's what you get at Whataburger. Right? Yeah. No onions, no tomatoes. Why not tomatoes? Dude, tomatoes are... I do not like the texture of the inside of tomato, but I'll eat tomato soup. Yeah. And you'll have... I love ketchup. And you'll have tomato sauce on the pizza. Yeah, and I'll eat and, roasted yeah. tomatoes. You just like don't in like a, tomatoes? In a, I just don't like raw tomatoes. I do not like the texture. I'm a texture person. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like flan. I just don't like that 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 jelly, ugly texture. Nope. Do you nope. do oysters? No. Those mm. look like loogies. <laughs> They do. They do. But they taste really good. No, not at all. Have you ever had one? Yes. And no? No. No? I was like a a moco. Yeah, I just spit it right out. (laughs) Say, no, thank you. I'll pass. So your superpower would be to be able to hear women's thoughts. I mean, if you're if you're trying to be realistic, because being realistic, yeah, that's realistic. Yeah, sure, (laughs) sure. Yeah, I want to hear women thinking. Yeah, that's realistic. I mean, yeah, I probably could have used that when I was single and and you know younger. But how's uh, how's fiance life treating you? How's Coach Sarah? Coach, she's cool. I don't really call her Sarah. She gets mad if I call her by her government name. I just call her Coach. Just Coach. Yeah, I don't call her babe. I don't call her honey, princess, sweetie pie, queen, nothing. No. Call her Coach. Just Coach. Just Coach. And how? That's how I introduce her to my family. Have this you guys coach. set dates, times? Are you allowed to say anything? Is the public invited? Uh, yeah, no? for sure. It's all going to be in Austin. Told you. Okay. It's going to be in Austin. We. Ha- it's going to be next year around this time because she's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it actually lines up perfect for me as a sports fan because basketball season will be over. <laughs> it's right before football season. And it just happens to be perfect timing. you know. Because right now it's baseball season. There's so many games. She likes it to be hot, and we're going to do a, a brunch-style wedding. Okay. There's no date, actual date set yet, though. No. We are going next month to go look at some venues mm-hmm. and start looking at all that okay. good stuff and then seeing what, what is, when they have available. Is it still the same way you told me that it was going to be? It was like a morning-style yep. wedding, brunch, it's and gonna, then afterwards, 6th we'll Street or 8th yeah. Street, so wherever it goes? We're going to go brunch-style with chicken and waffles. Instead of a traditional wedding cake, it's going to be just a waffle cake. We're going to have mimosas and manmosas being served. What's a manmosa? Uh, well, instead of champagne, you're using beer. Beer and orange juice? Yeah. Is that any good? No, but, you know, you just um, <laughs> hold the orange juice, drink Th- the beer. Thinking outside the box. Yeah, for sure. Right. And then, uh, so then everybody can still stay day drinking if they want, but at night, we're going to Rainy, we're going to go to Six, West Six, East Six, wherever you guys want to go, and we're going to take the wedding to the bars because we figure... Um, and we know this just from being at a few weddings uh-huh. that people leave the wedding early because they still want to go to the bars. You okay. know? To me, weddings are boring. Okay. I, I'm like so bored. So I wouldn't want to put my friends through that. So, hey, let's just go to the bar and let's just have fun there. That's mm-hmm. what we're going to do. Well. And ask me if I'm wearing a suit. Are you wearing a suit? Nope. <laughs> and I don't expect anybody to wear a suit. Is that right? So I can wear my Ice Cube t-shirts. And- I want people to go... 
so comfortable that they're just ready to just go wherever they want after. Just after work? Yeah. Like, I just want it to be just like a super chill wedding. What's Coach going to wear? Um, I don't know. She's probably going to wear like a like a summer dress type, maybe. Okay. We're, we're just trying to be diff, not different, but just trying to be comfortable. I, I hate wearing suits. I, you're just trying to be you. Yeah. Like I, remember, uh, I, remember, me. I remember you told me, I remember when you, when I told you, when we did the photo shoot, mm-hmm. dress as you would at work. Yeah. And then you're like, well, the day that somebody tells me I don't want to work with you because you don't wear a suit will be the day I wear a suit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've actually had agents tell me that they like when cl- what, that I don't dress up in a suit because it is intimidating. You know, there was a poll the other day on one of the Instagram accounts, one of the real estate accounts. Oh, Jessica Salem. Was it? Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. Yep. Where she said, do you prefer your agent to be yeah. whatever, stuffy and dressed up or whatever or relax and the relax on one? Yeah, no, and, and it is true. You know, when I have buyers coming in here, when they're out there looking for the house, that's super, that's exciting. You know, you're out there, you're looking for a house, but when you're coming in here looking at your credit score and your income to see what you qualify for, they come in here a little nervous. I've even had, you know, buyers that are buying their second, third home, they still come in nervous. Mm-hmm. And so what I try to do is I try to make them feel as comfortable as they can be. Do you still do as many... Do you still do you still take as many loans as you used to before? Now that you're, I mean, now that you're the manager. Oh yeah, I st- you still do the same amount. Production has not changed. How much, what was your production last year? Uh, I did 135, 131, something like that units. Wow. So this year is hopefully we can beat that. Um, and how how are you gonna how are you balancing that? Like how do you get your guys to do 130 or whatever however many you want while you do 130? Well, the goal for me is um, being a manager, you want to try to try to see what you can do to help them. You know, how, what can I do to help them, whether it be helping them with scenarios, helping them with uh, just getting an introduction. You know, some 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 of them are newer. They don't know the people that I know. Um, I may not know the people that they know, but what can I do to get them in front of them? How can I get them to go say, hey, Ozzy, we're going to go present to your group. I want to bring a couple loan officers. Is that cool? Ozzy says, sure. Um, making those introductions. And then to tr- for myself, um, I have an assistant in Rocio who's definitely the right hand, and she's been instrumental in, in, in helping. So now that she's licensed, it's made life a lot easier for me. Uh, she can take on the full loan applications, where before I was 100% doing loan applications, disclosures, everything. So now... The whole thing. Yeah, she's... Last year, I did the whole thing. And uh, so now she's been, you know, I, I met with a lot of top, top producers for a new American. I mean, these guys are, they're some big numbers. And they all said, you need an assistant. You need to let, let your business go. You know, you need to be out there looking for more business, looking for more business. Just capturing. Yep. You need to capture and you need to let them do their job. Right. So it's kind of what, what I did and. It's been working out so far, so make myself available for the team. And if I'm not creating more business or making their life easier, I need to get better. I need to do, I need to change something. Mm-hmm. I need to get out there. I need to, to go knock on doors. I need to walk across the street to Clearview Realty or down the street to Golden Real Estate or drive across the city to Palo Verde or go to Ozzy's subdivision or Gabriel's Ocon's subdivision and start just introducing the loan officers to, to these agents. Right. How many loan officers do you guys have? Um, in total, I believe it's 15. Just 15? Here, here in El Paso. Okay. 
And then we've got um, five in Las Cruces, mm-hmm. four, five. And then we've got five in Sugarland. Five in Sugarland. Mm-hmm. You guys overlook Sugarland too? Yep. Okay. And then uh, hoping to grow, you know, some uh, some other markets mm-hmm. and, and just kind of go from there. You want to play over under? Let's play over under. Overrated, underrated. Okay. Ready? S- Pittsburgh Steelers. No. Under. No. Over. Yes. <laughs> and that's because I'm a Steelers fan. All right. Over under. Um, Stranger Things. Overrated. Why? Couldn't get into it. It's a really weird show. Um, it's a lot going on. I don't know. I just, I, it's just one of those shows that I just could not get into. Okay. Um, and Nike's collaboration with them was, those it was are, okay. Nah, those are, those are some nice shoes. It was okay. Um, but definitely not what I'm pretty sure they expected. I'm pretty sure they made a lot of money off of it, but still. Mm-mm. No. That was a reach. It's overrated. Way overrated. All right. Overrated, underrated. Uh, I don't even know that I know how to say her last name. Billy Elish? Elish? Billy Elish? Elish. Um, I want to say underrated. A lot of people sleep on her. Okay. She's got good music. Does uh, she? Yeah, she does. I'm all right with it. Do you play it in your office? Yeah, if on I need your, to. On your hip-hop channel? If uh, if clients are in here, she's definitely one of those uh, artists that I could put on there. Okay. That I know she's not going to have, uh, she's not going to cuss. She doesn't? I don't think I've ever heard a song of hers. No. I just see her everywhere. Yeah. Well, but, I might have I might have heard see, one. See, Maybe. You're sleeping on her. I am. Try it. I am. All right. I'll look her up as soon as we're done then. Yeah. Um, overrated, underrated. The Lion King remake. <sighs> I mean, that's tough just because it's more of a, oh, like, I don't know, I guess they're trying to do like the whole real thing. Um, I want to say underrated. Okay. Cause I have read a lot of people online that don't like that whole, like using re- like trying to make it look more real. Right. Um, but I do love the cast. Okay. You know, the cast is is great. Who do you think is gonna? Ha- who do you think is gonna have the best voiceover? Childish Gambino. Why? Just because he's so cool. Is like he, he doing young Simba? Or is he doing? I think he's, old Simba. I think he's doing the whole thing. Oh wow! Wow. So there's no child playing Simba. I'm pretty sure there is, but like the older version. Yeah. You know, Beyonce is what she's Nala, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm not a big Beyonce fan. Sorry. Sorry, all the little queen there goes, bees. There goes, there goes a female audience. Hey, it's it's okay. a good thing that it's towards the end, too. At <laughs> least they've heard the whole thing, and then at the end, they're like, hey, hey down goes he, Patrick. <laughs> he doesn't like Beyonce. It's not that I don't like it. I, I, I just don't like, like, people think she's, like, a female god, goddess. Uh-huh. Which, okay, that's cool. I mean, teach their own, you know? To me, Michael Jordan is, I mean, that's, it's MJ, you know? Uh-huh. But I'm a big sports fanatic. But I'm just not, like, I don't see Beyonce like that. I mean, she's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, she really is cool. There's some, I'll, I'll listen to her music, but I mean, I'm not like, oh my God, it's Beyonce. What's your sports, how do they fall? What's your NBA team? Los Angeles Clippers. Since NBA last team. week or what? 
No, man. You've always been a Clippers fan? Yeah. People can, people here, here, can validate like, that. Yeah. So let me put it like this for you. Okay. I've been a Clippers fan since they drafted Michael Oloa Candy, which was the year after Jordan retired the second time. Mm-hmm. When he retired the second time, I said to myself, okay, he's not going to come back. Um, so and, wait. So before you were a Clippers fan, you were a Bulls fan? I was the biggest Bulls fan. Okay. Okay. And right. then prior to Michael Jordan coming onto the NBA, I was a Lakers fan. Okay. But I was a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar fan. Mm-hmm. So when Jordan retired the second time, I said to myself, I'm going to pick the worst absolute team that anybody could ever think of. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, it was the Los Angeles Clippers. Wow. Back when they had Ron Harper, who was the Michael Jordan without the name. Mm-hmm. Michael Oloa Candy. Uh, when they had uh, Darius Miles, when they drafted him. Um they, uh, him and uh, I think Darius Miles had a really good role at Van Wilder. <laughs> You're so That's an abstract comment that people are going to have to go back and look. Yeah, they're going to be one, like, who, who's, who's Darius Miles? One, who's Van, two, what's Van, Van Wilder? <laughs> and then if you're going to ask me overall basketball, like I am a diehard, and when I mean diehard Duke fan, it, you know this. Mm-hmm. I love Duke basketball more than anything. Like, I don't think you're an Instagram anything until Patrick has photoshopped your face on a Duke player or uh, another college player while Patrick in a Duke uniform is dunking on you. Absolutely. And I haven't made that list yet. No, no, no. Luckily. No, no. Because no, no. you're a Duke fan. Because I'm a Duke fan. Yeah. All those other guys, are, they're trash. They're not Duke <laughs> fans. So to hell with them. What's your, what's, what, what is everything else falling? What's your football team? The, or your NFL team? Okay, NFL team, Texans, football, uh, college, Georgia. So it goes um, college basketball overall beats everybody. Mm-hmm. And then it's NFL football. Then it's a tie between NBA and college, NBA basketball and college football. Okay. And then baseball? Baseball and soccer. And all What's that your baseball team? Um, so I'm a New York Mets fan by birth. Um, my dad's. A New York, like the day I was born, he put a New York Mets hat on me, and I didn't have a choice. Okay, um, but I also I cheer on the Red Sox because my cousin is a scout for them. Okay, so you know, got to stick with the family, you know. Hmm. And then you're in hockey. Do you follow hockey at all? No. At all? At all? We live in El Paso. You have the Rhinos, national champs, like. Three out of the last five years? Four out of the last five years? Something like that? I played Blades of Steel when I was playing Nintendo. Does that count for anything? <laughs> I mean, it's going to have to at this point. I mean, I, I would always pick the, the Philadelphia Flyers. Nah, see, now you just lost me. Hey, Broad Street Bullies, dude. No. No, 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 no. Well, let me guess. The Pittsburgh Penguins. Yes. All day. Oh, my God. And you're probably a Pirates fan, too. No, I don't have... It's sad to say that I don't have a baseball... So I don't have baseball loyalty. You're a baseball free agent. I am. I am. Okay. I like the Mets. Actually, one of my favorite hats is a Mets hat yeah. that I got when I went to one of the games. And so I'm a Mets fan. I have a lot of Boston Red Sox hats. I have like three Mets hats. But I buy hats of... Coach the, is a Yankee fan, right? Unfortunately. Yes. Yeah, she's a big, big Yankees fan. Uh, but her father's from New York. Okay. My dad was from New York. My dad's from Sanelli. So All right. that's not that's far away. So she, uh, she's a, not, I don't want to say diehard. Her dad is a diehard Yankee fan the way I'm a diehard Duke fan. He mm. watches every game. Wow. Yeah, it's sad. 
Have you been to the games? To a Yankee game? No. I've been to the Mets game. And a Red Sox? No. 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 I mean, baseball is just kind of like, when I was younger, baseball was life. But as I got older. uh, Did you play anything in high school? Yeah. I played baseball, basketball, and football. Mm. What high school did you go to? Uh, I went to Hanks for the first three years. And then my last year, I went to Clint. Why is that? My dad's ex-wife wasn't going to let me play sports. She said you had to work. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, that's not going to happen. So I moved away and went to Clinton High School. It was just a, I had to get like a full UIL release. I had to get the coach's release. I had to get letters from the family that were notarized, friends and family that said that I was not leaving to go play sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was all just due to my, uh, what was happening at the house. So you didn't play at Clint? Yeah, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. I had to get all that released before I could transfer. Okay. Uh, and then I went on to uh, to Clint, and I played football. Then I went straight to the basketball team, and then straight to the baseball team. Mm-hmm. Did you do anything after high school? Yeah. Like college? Oh, no. I, I was supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, I was supposed to go play Juco, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I could go back in time right now, I would tell myself, you need to go. You need to go. Right. Because I ended up staying uh, dumb, young and dumb. You stay because of a girl. Oh, is that what happened? That's exactly what happened. She threw it in my face that she stayed because she was going to run in cross country. Like she was a state champ, everything. She could have gone to North Carolina. She could have gone everywhere. And she said that she stayed because of me. And I was like, oh, God, why? (laughs) So then I felt obligated to stay because of her. Because how messed up would that have been? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, I, I understand. I know because it wouldn't have been that messed up because I didn't tell her to stay because of me. But still, if I could go back in time, and I would tell myself, go, go to college. Go to college. Go to college and play basketball. All right. Last over under. Overrated or underrated? Uh, area 51. Um, you think it's actually going to happen? No. You don't think people are going to show up? I think... Like, maybe, like, 10 of them? <laughs> yeah, probably, like, 10, because, I mean, it's it's military base, right? Or it's being protected by military. Like, who would be stupid enough to go over there? They, they have guns. Well, Not apparently 500,000 people are going. If Stone Cold Steve Austin goes, <laughs> I'll be shocked. I saw... I, I saw <laughs> of all the people in the world, dude, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I saw a post, and he was there holding his Coors Light, saying that he wants to be there. That he wants to be at Area 51. Yeah. You think they're holding anything in there? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I believe that. I mean, we can't be the only ones in the universe. Okay. So you, you really think that we're the only ones with I, life? I'm just asking the question. I'm just asking the question. So it's... So uh, there's something in Area 51 and there's beings around us. Yeah, there has to be. Like, okay. There just has to be. Mm-hmm. All the movies told us there has to be. <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith cannot be wrong. Wasn't Independence Day a true story? It was based on on life events. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. So it's just there's just so many things that that happen, and I, I don't know. I, I do believe that there is okay. life out there. Tell me your. Final thoughts on Naripo Paso. What do you think? 
what do you think we're doing? What do you think needs to be done? What do you think is being done well? What do you think we need help on? What do you think? Well, first and foremost, NARP social media, um, just since you t- took it over, mm-hmm. um, definitely has changed. You've seen the, the change in, in NARP social media, which is good because that means you're constantly putting that in our heads, like NARP, NARP, NARP. Um, I would like to see, you know, just different people coming in to, to speak. Um, you want to see different people come in? Yeah. People like what? What, what, what topics, what, what would make you buy a ticket, go to the event, spend, you know, an hour or two there listening to? Well, A, if you were talking nonstop, I would be there front row. If I was talking, you yeah, don't want me talking nonstop for yeah, I do. an hour. No, I'll be there taking pictures, going Instagram live, <laughs> okay. screaming your name. <laughs> I'd be so fangirling that up. Yes, I'm sure. Um, I don't know. I just think that one of the most successful ones was, um, and I just lost his name, but he was from Houston. Uh, uh, Mark. Yeah, Mark. Demas. Mark Demas. Okay. That's right. When he came in, and he was a very good speaker. You know, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed um, listening to him speak, you know. Okay. And he even brought his loan officer. Mm-hmm. And I guess from the loan officer perspective, for us, when you hear people saying, like like Mark Demas, like, hey, stick to one person. Like, for us, you talked about loyalty. I like lo- loyalty, you know. I'm a very loyal person. Um, I was I was loyal to, to Adrian Contella and, and Rocky Mountain Mortgage. I'm loyal to Tanya and Albert. Um, my agents, I will bend over backwards for them, you know, and, and, and I, I really enjoyed his story. Like he knows how to tell the story and keep us engaged. You know, I still remember his story, you know, where he stopped, he was going to NARP convention in California, stopped to help out a cyclist. Uh, and then lo and behold, that cyclist happened to be some guy who's feeding him a ton of business, you know, cause he's the head of some corporation that's, uh, sending people down there so they said hey can you handle it and stories like that people that are that that can i guess really good speakers and i guess that's really what i want is just i've seen people speak and not a lot of them keep you engaged you know right um frank Fuentes is a is a good speaker Mm -hmm. um but yeah so I, i definitely would like to just have those those stories david acosta i like listening to david acosta's talk mm-hmm. you know he's, so have you ever been to the national convention i have not no uh, how long have you been a member of NARIP? uh going on four years now okay so four years of being a member mm-hmm. marketing and networking locally mm-hmm. listening to mark listening to david mm-hmm. listening to frank making top 250 and you've never been to the national convention never are you going to go this year? Um, that is that's up in the air. I, I'm, I'm not sure, but should I be going? Well, yes, I think you should. Why? So, and and again, this is a conversation that we're trying to have with everybody, not only that made the 250, but everybody that is a member of NARep. So, remember going back to the social media, right? A lot of people pay attention to the social media, and frankly, everybody that's on the board has their own business. Right. I, I mean, I'm still an agent and I have my responsibilities and so does Luis Carlos and so does Oscar and everybody else. So we use the social media to 
kind of give you guys little beats, bits and pieces of information. 28 agents out of El Paso. So Texas, and I don't know if you got a chance to look at the report. The report got broken down by sections, right? Mm-hmm. Texas is broken alone by itself because it's such a big state, such a big part of the membership coming out of Texas. El Paso had the biggest representation out of all agents. Yikes. Um, we got some good agents here. We got some really good agents. And we have some really good members that should be reporting numbers that can get us, you know, 30, 40, 50 people on that list. You know? So take Mark Mark's uh, story, for instance. Go to the National Convention. Network, not just locally, but nationally. Start talking to some of the agents where New American is at. Start meeting people. Where, start is, making, the, where is it going to be this year? It's going to be in San Diego again. Ooh. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be over the weekend. I think 26th through the 29th. Oh, what? September. Okay. Over the weekend. Uh, we got some really good speakers. Um, people. And that's the thing. You mentioned people that can engage you. The Last year, the speakers that we had last year were, I mean, killer. Killer speakers. Last year? Uh, man, we had a lot of people. in the highlight was uh, A-Rod. A-Rod was there. J-Lo came out. Spoke about how. J-Lo came out? And Jayla came out at the end. But A-Rod nice. talked to you about how he started investing in apartments. Mm-hmm. Started buying apartment complexes and buildings. And now he's got this completely separate real estate portfolio outside of whatever he does. The cooking and the yeah. clothes. or I don't, I don't know what they do all Kinda together. Kind of like uh, if you ever get a chance to listen to Magic Johnson speak. Oh, yeah? Oh, God, man. Magic Johnson. Do uh, you want to talk about somebody that can keep you engaged Mm-hmm. A year, I mean, not, not only just because he's Magic Johnson, but the story that he tells behind all of his investments, you know, as he, he owned Starbucks and right. how he got into housing. He, he was, he partnered up with somebody in Detroit mm-hmm. and uh, they got some housing going on. So I can imagine that A-Rod is probably doing the same thing. He is. Um, he, um, we had John Mike, John Maxwell was one of the speakers that was there too. Yeah. Um, Chef Jose Andres was there Who's that? talking about. So he's he's a chef, owns a couple of different restaurants, and he led one of the biggest relief uh, efforts in Puerto Rico when the hurricane hit. Um, okay. But, I mean, you have speakers from all kinds of different walks, uh, from real estate to business to this to that to the I mean, it's really cool. And if you have an opportunity to go, I think you, I think you should, especially since you made the list. 250 list. I mean... Oh, yeah, that's that's no small potato. I did do that. You did do that. Um, I think I think that more loan officers need to report their numbers. Mm-hmm. You know that we were um, we have some great great loan officers out there, um, and not everybody reported them. And we had five loan officers there, right? And I'm pretty sure you know some of these these big names. Armando Guzman would have made it. Mm-hmm. You know, Armando Guzman would have made it. Um, Sean likes to say he can't get in it, but Sean can do it. Why can't he get in it? I there? don't know. He's so dumb. <laughs> but Sean Bemis would be in there. Um, I'm pretty sure Ruth Guevara would have been in there, but she didn't report her numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some really, really good agents. Yeah. And we got some really, really good loan officers. Is there any, uh, what do they call it? Any real estate drama in the loan officer side I, of things? I think there's drama everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, there really is. And but as far as like drama, drama, no, not really. I mean, you never came to blows with somebody over a loan. <laughs> no, nah, we we definitely. Uh, I respect everybody. 
and for the most part, people respect me. I, I'd like to think, but no, I, and I've never even heard of anybody like go over blows uh, with with someone. I'll I'll call a loan officer and I'll, I'll tell them like you know I I got a lot of friends out there, and I'll be like hey thanks for uh, not calculating your income right, and they're like. <laughs> Oh, dang it. <laughs> but um, aside from that, I mean, we just joke around. and uh, But there's no, no real drama. The, uh, just like in, in in the real estate world, somebody leaves one company and goes to another. Right. That's probably the extent of our drama. Okay. We, we already deal with the drama of having your borrower open up a new account right before closing. You know? You have a file going south because uh, they just deposited X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. They told you they had their down payment, and they didn't tell you that it was in cash. Um, they own another property. It came out, yada, yada, yada. It's, it's, we've seen it all. Um, and I'm sure there's more stuff to see. I'm there, sure, I'm sure there's that one scenario that you're like, nah, I'm never going to see that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you th- when you think you've seen it all, you haven't seen it all. You know, and it's it's this giant puzzle, and you think you have that. La- so imagine putting a puzzle together, and this is the best analogy that I could put. Imagine putting a puzzle together, but there's no pictures on those puzzle pieces. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you think you have the right piece at the very end, and it's, it just doesn't work. And it doesn't fit. And it's that last piece because you've helped paint that picture along with the real estate agent of that buyer owning a home. Right. And so you're trying to put that last piece in and it's just not working no matter what you do. Well, you have to call the manufacturer and say, you you gave me a botched puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And if you've never put a puzzle together that has no picture, I highly recommend that you try it. Where do you even get that? Uh, Etsy. Etsy. I found one because I did a, I did a piece for Sarah, I painted a, a picture for her, uh, and I spray painted the whole puzzle together. But I had to put the puzzle together first, and it was difficult. It was a wooden puzzle. Oh, okay. And a to deal. I mean, it, it just wasn't giving at all. So I had to get some help, and together I was able to put that piece together. Wow. It was it was tough. Like that. That's no joke. Hardest puzzle I've ever put together. And there was like. 45 pieces. And this is at Etsy. Etsy. Just look up, you could just look up wooden puzzle. I'm pretty sure you could find it anywhere. Just blank wooden puzzle. And I happen to get mine off of Etsy. And uh, one of the hardest things I've ever done. What? I've never even, that idea has never even crossed my mind. But that's pretty, that's pretty fun. When, because I mean, obviously, at one point I was, not a whole lot of people know, but I did a lot of art. And so I'm always constantly thinking of different things that I could paint on. And I said to myself, I want to do a puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in every single piece of art that I have, it's some sort of, of uh, message of love or whether it be a heart on there or it literally says love me or love or something. And so in my mind, I thought to myself, I'm going to paint her a piece and the la- I'm going to be holding on to that one piece. And that one piece is the last piece of that heart. Mm-hmm. And so I said, how... I'm going to do this. And so what I did is I painted a puzzle. I'm romantic. What can I say? You know what? I, I fall in love more and more with you every time I talk to you. If you, if you ever need help with anything, just, just let me know. Anything romantic. Anything romantic. Yes. Just let me know. I'll help you. Patrick, get out the, the romance liaison. Sometimes. 
Uh, well, maybe not so much. No, I still am. What can I say? I try to, at least. In yeah, my don't, head. don't hide it. Don't hide it. I mean, in, it in, is what it is. Hey, I love love. Si lo sabe Dios, que lo sepa el mundo. Hey, I, I love love. Everybody needs to experience love. All right. There you go. So that was Patrick. I don't know, and, and you know, I, I went back to look at the, listen to the intro, and I don't, I don't know why I keep calling him Patrick Guerra, Patrick Guerra. Like we, like I don't know who Patrick Guerra is, or uh, I, why can't I just call him Patrick? I don't know. Um, but there you go. Um, so tell us what you think. Tell us what you uh, what you like, what you dislike. Send us an email. Um, like I said, this is our first episode. We're we're we're, we're we got a couple of different ideas, couple of things coming up. Um, we got a couple of guests coming up next, uh, the next couple of weeks that we think you guys are really going to enjoy. But uh, send us your feedback. Uh, tell us what you think. Tell us, uh, you know, maybe there was something I didn't cover. Maybe something that we covered too quickly. Maybe something that uh, we shouldn't have covered at all. Um, you know, a lot of different ways. Narep Conversations. N A H. R-E-P conversations at Gmail. Not conversations at Gmail. Uh, send us your email. Give us your feedback. Let us know. Um, check out the Facebook page. Check out the Instagram account. Um, I want to give a real quick special thanks to uh, Wholesome Creative Works for their help with uh, some of the artwork. Um, also a quick, uh, not quick, a very, very thank, very, very... Uh, thankful to uh, Angel, our engineer, who helped us put everything together um, week in, week out. He does uh, amazing work. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that was the show. Uh, I hope you guys come back. Uh, if you guys are on here, uh, whatever service you guys are using, uh, subscribe, like, share, um, you know, whatever, whatever your platform allows you to do. And uh, again, send us your feedback. Let us know what you think, and uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week. 